Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. Thrilled today to have on a guest. Her name is Asia Ella Singleton. Asia, thank you for coming down. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So um, we got acquainted from a local reporter. Let's just give him his credit. Thank you, Mike Sullivan. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, that uh, he says, hey, I've got somebody you got to meet. And um, obviously, you know, he told you about the fact that we do a lot around entrepreneurship. And, and, um, and here recently, even uh, we had an interview last week with a um, Derek Richardson, who owns a barbershop close here. And he was telling us a little bit about uh, black-owned businesses and, 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 you know, some of his struggles and then also the unfortunate, like, vandalization and, yeah. you know, all that play and all, some of that stuff. But we got into a side conversation on, on just, you know, some of the trials and tribulations of, of wanting to start a business anyway. And so now, all of a sudden, things are really top of mind. And there's a lot of people that are like, okay, 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 Nation, you have our attention, right? right? So... Um, then Mike had interviewed you for what you, and then I'm going to let you know here in a second and talk yeah. about what you're working on. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I'm glad that he made the introduction because he, I think that he passed my number to you at 527 <laughs> and at 529 the phone was ringing. So <laughs> I loved the enthusiasm. So Asia, what are you working on? Yeah. So um, right now, I am working on a course, and I guess like a little bit about me. Um, I am a photographer and videographer first and foremost, but I um, am always for helping small businesses. I think it's really important to um, give people a leg up because small businesses, to me, support the community and they sell back into the community, and that's the best way um, to give back is to be a part of it. And um, so I went to... Um, a couple of friends and I was like there's no directory for black owned businesses that I found that's living and kind of maintained and updated and being a resource for people so I thought that I would create it and I definitely didn't expect it to be as big as it was initially I thought this will just be a project where I'll start it and a couple of friends will maybe help and it'll just kind of have a slow rise and it took off a lot faster than I was prepared for so I had to jump in um, feet first for sure and kind of prepare myself to do the work which is part of what I preach, so it's okay. And then I started a course for um, entrepreneurs to fight racism as an entrepreneur, and it's called The Business of Race. So it makes sense to me, but there needs to be a safe space to understand kind of um, what is what racism is and how it permeates your business and where your impact comes from and where your intention and your perception meet. And you need a safe space to be able to ask questions in a judgment-free zone and a, in a no-scolding, no-offense mm. type of zone to kind of get a better understanding of how you can be a better ally and how you can be a better leader in your business as um, someone who's fighting racism. So that resonated with me. Uh, explain a little bit more on the judgment-free, no scolding, no um, 
safe space to talk about that. Yeah, so a lot of days you will, a lot of these days essentially, you will get a lot of Facebook keyboard warriors uh-huh. who will go over the internet and have a lot of opinions, but if they were to say it to your face, it probably would be a different story. I have a stronger personality, so there are times that sometimes I'm just fed up, and I have been in that place where I've been fed up, and I have wanted to um, just hop on there and be like, what are you talking about? This is so unfactual. Where are you getting your information from? And it really doesn't help further Mm -hmm. any viewpoint. It doesn't help bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. And my idea also, though, is that no one who is being oppressed owes you kindness. Um, But in the same sense, you're not going to learn if you really are like an ask type of individual, right? We all learn differently. So it's not prudent to say, go on Google, it's free, right? It's, It's not prudent for everyone. Now, some of us are able to be self-made and like we just kind of like research things and said, hey, this is what works for me. But that's not the case for everybody. Sometimes you need someone who's going to look you in the eye and say, hey, what you're doing is real crappy and here's why. And I love you and it's fine because I love you, but you also have to change. Right. No, I've seen so many interesting things go down um, recently. Um, And <laughs> the bully pulpit of Twitter, right? And yeah. I, and I, I, that's why I, when you said that, when I was one of the first things you brought up, I'm like, interesting, because I have seen basically um, some you can't win scenarios. Yeah. Um, you are never going to be woke enough, and you can never do this the right way. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, teach me. Well, no. <laughs> Or when they do, like, okay, here's how I'm going to be an anti-racist. How ca- you haven't done this long enough to be able to say those words, and they're like, right. wait, you just said that I needed to be a part of this, and yeah. now you can never be a part of it. So I, I like the fact that, and then again, I'm always hesitant because I know that Twitter is not real life. Yeah, like you said, like like people that are keyboard warriors are to your face sometimes a lot more nuanced or nicer. But I like the fact that you immediately said, look, this is conversations you need to have. These are things that you might be aware of, but it's in a judgment-free zone because some people may ask questions and you're like, okay, if you're to say that in public, like here's where that's going to be a problem. So I appreciate the fact that you got this out of the way because um, there are, there's, I think there's a lot of people that are well-intentioned that they just don't know where to start. Mm, right, exactly. There are so many levels to that. It's kind of overwhelming, and that's what a lot of people are kind of going through right now, especially mm-hmm. with the recent um, incident with George Floyd. A lot of people are figuring out, wow, like there are a lot of things going on that I maybe wasn't aware of, and so where do I start? What do I say? Hmm. How do I say mm-hmm. it? When do I say it? Who do I say it to? What do I need to do? How do I, and they're overwhelmed with all these questions. They don't know how to dive in. And you really just have to dive in feet first. But especially if you're a business person, a lot of people have been watching you, right? Your people of color, followers, consumers, supporters, they've been watching you. What have you been saying? What mm-hmm. have you been doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this course is geared towards because it's not necessarily how much you say, but it's kind of the way in which you say it, right? You don't have to say everything, but you do have to say something. You don't have to say all the things, but you do have to say, hey, like, I'm here. I'm listening to you and I heard you. 
You know, there was mm-hmm. a time for that. Now people want action, right? You back that up with actionable steps. Mm-hmm. Where are your business dollars going? Are you supporting businesses that look and think like you? Are you supporting businesses that are outside of your community? Mm-hmm. Are you supporting businesses that are spending their dollars to sow into different communities as well? Are they moving into areas that are full of gentrification already? And are they still seeking outside influences? Or are they listening to the community to say, how can I make this community better? There are so many different ways. And that is kind of like the first kind of actionable step you can think because you mm. speak with your dollar, right? And mm-hmm. especially as a business, you say, hey, we want to support this cause. We want to donate to this. This is something that is important to us. And that's how you get a lot of businesses who people find out, oh, you've donated to this. This is what they support. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to understand like as a Me personally, as a woman of color and as a black woman in particular, I cannot be anything other than black in my business. I'm front facing for my business. So if I lose business because I'm a black woman specifically, not because I don't offer stellar customer service or my photos are just like a little bit out of focus or something wild like that, that's just an opportunity for me to be like, hey, I didn't do anything to deserve that, but I didn't do anything to... um, kind of fight against that either, right? Mm-hmm. Like to have a conversation with them. And I don't think everyone is worth my time. I will say that I'm not gonna spend all of my time and effort educating people for free because my time is valuable. But in the same sense, I will have conversations with people that I care about because I want you to grow and I want you to learn. So I also like the fact that you um, indicated when you said that there's been a transition from listening and learning. And, and, and I will say that, like, this was a little bit hesitant on the really the thought police of Twitter. Some of them though have been again, it's all in the approach. Right. Because some of them have been like, hey, like right after George Floyd's murder, it was like, hey, you need to listen and learn. Right. And then some of the nicer ones like, okay, now you have listened and learned. What sayest thou? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> right. As opposed to um, you know, again, the scolding. Uh, because I like then it became a cliche. Yeah. It, it became a cliche with a lot of people like, I'm listening, I'm right. listening, I'm listening, I'm learning. And, you know, a month later, mm-hmm, I'm listening. Okay, 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 okay. So when is that going to translate or what have you listened and what does that transpire and, 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 and what's going to happen from there? Right. Which I like that you hit on. Um, but you're, you're also kind of, in a lot of ways, I, I, I think offering, like you said, a, <laughs> when you said my time isn't free, it shouldn't be right <laughs> because like you're trying to provide in, in a lot of ways a, a way just to get better yeah and so um so uh, like who are you are, are people coming to you or are you targeting certain places that you want to work with so, yeah. yeah so a lot of it has been in my immediate community the people that i've been reaching out to i started the first three days of the course and it's just like a, an hour and a half or so course and people signed up and I was like we'll just see if there's a need for it we'll see if people are interested in learning and understanding the value of that and people did and I was so excited because people like sent me emails and they're like this was so helpful I cannot believe all these things that were going on because we also go over their media together right so their social Ooh. media their oh, wow. website their um, LinkedIn pages their Instagrams things like that we go over all of those things and kind of figure out how wide is your site, right? So that is something that was coined by um, Dr. Tamaya Colvin, and she's one of the 
community leaders in the photography world. And I was like, wow, that's like really great because a lot of times we don't know how we're marketing to people because we're just kind of pulling images, especially if we're not visual people, right? If we're analytical or practical or logical, we're probably thinking, okay, what looks right? This is bright. People are smiling. This is going on my website. But it's different, and it's it's much more nuanced than that. And so a lot of people that I've been targeting in terms of my marketing demographic are people who are in the community and just are leaders, right? They're stepping up. They're in positions where they have an ability to affect change. And so that is the sphere of influence that I've like kind of bridged into in Indianapolis specifically. Mm, yeah, actually, let's just get this off the, the table. Like, what you're providing, though, is not just for people of Indianapolis, correct? Right, absolutely, okay. yeah. It's right. definitely just an online course, so it's something that you can sign up from the comfort of your home. Mm -hmm. If you want to drink a glass of wine, I don't recommend it, but if that's your thing, <laughs> go ahead and do it. But it's just something that we can generally just come in, and that I'm coming into your home in a way, in a really safe way, and for you to, like, ask questions and talk about it. And so when they do want to ask questions, what does that look like? Is that a Zoom call? What is that? Yeah, so it's actually a webinar. So what they can do is they okay. um, actually just like type questions into the chat mm -hmm. and they are answered real time. And so we go over all these things. And if they want to ask a question, then they can just um, type it in and I will see it when it pops up. They can also be marked as a question. My um, moderator sometimes will just mark them as questions if people kind of forget. Mm -hmm. That way I can make sure that we're on track also but yeah it's just real time as we're going over things especially with the media reviews so okay thank you um and then normally what's the webinar size normally the webinar size has been like five to eight people okay, I was so gonna say, pretty small yeah i was gonna say because if that was too big they wouldn't really feel like they could answer or right ask questions. right that's right awesome. yeah, yeah it yeah. hasn't been super huge good, good but that's good. really I feel like that's an ideal. Like you want to grab a friend or two and right. kind of just attend the course. Where I write, make you feel more safe to not ask a question in front of a hundred people, and at the same time have the level of, you know, feedback or be able to answer right. all those questions. That that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you started off this podcast also talking about this this list you're building. Yeah. Explain more about that. Yeah, so I started the website. It's called IndieBlackOwned.com, and it's basically a list of just a resource for black business owners to list their business, to get help if they need it in areas that they need help, and um, really for people to just um, support people with their dollar, right? Because I think that's the first way that a lot of people look for support or look to support is like with their dollar because we're human so we want something in return in indianapolis we are full of food so like people are like wow you want it what you make steak what you make ribs they're barbecued they've been smoked all day absolutely cornbread like my mom makes it i will be there what do you mean macaroni and cheese oh twice cheesy oh it's burnt a little bit on the top yes take my money so a lot of the times when we are trying to support, we're trying to look for black owned businesses or anything like that. And I was searching myself and I could not find anything. I was looking, I said, okay, where is this? Where is that? I'm a researcher by nature. So it's very different for me to 
delve into something for a half an hour or an hour and find nothing. So I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. Because if I don't have the tenacity to do it for a half an hour or an hour, someone might not have that tenacity to do it for three minutes. And so I just wanted this to be a resource to help people kind of start that journey and kind of create relationships. Because relationship to me is the biggest part of supporting Black-owned businesses is being um, a voice and then also just building a bond, right? And mm -hmm. helping other people see like, this is a Black-owned business, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, and not, like you said, the bond, because I'd say if there's one thing that I've found that is a common thread, whether you're a person of color or not, is that entrepreneurship is lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and terrible at times. Yeah. And, and so basically having some communities where you can help one another, share insight, um, give feedback right. was, is a great resource. Um, for those people that are listening to this, you're like, okay, so this is an Indianapolis database, and which, by the way, kudos for you. I'm, I'm going to give you a follow-up question on, on how you got that started. But um, somebody right now listening in Kansas City, somebody listening in Des Moines or Miami, whatever, um, how did your journey begin? Because, I mean, like, I, I think this is a great list to start any localized, right? right? Where do you begin? Like, just all of a sudden start asking people and share it and then please sign here or please sign up there. Kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just put a, a post out on Facebook. I was really in the conceptual stages. So mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, okay, I couldn't, can't find anything. And then I was also, oh man, I forgot that. I was also um, riding in my husband's semi-truck mm -hmm. for the entirety of this website launch the entire first week because I, once again, thought that this was going to be a small thing, right. and it turned out to be a huge thing. So <laughs> shout out to Sprint for my hotspot. Also, reset my limit because it's at like 90%, and I <laughs> made sure that... Were you I, doing this from the semi? I was doing it from the semi. That's so cool. Yes. So I had created <laughs> most of the directory that previous weekend and then made the finishing touches from like the hotspot. So right. we were traveling down to like Tennessee and Kentucky and um, Ohio. It was just like pretty adjacent. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to put out this Facebook post. Yeah. And when I put it together, a lot of people shared it, like so many people, because my Facebook profile is public. So I was like, this is, I mean, some people shared, some people won't. I don't know, who cares? And all of a sudden, people were sharing it and they were like, oh, this is such a great idea. I can't wait to support it. And I was like, maybe if I put my Cash App and Venmo down here, people will donate. And I was like, wow, people donating to this is crazy. So then I was like, wow, people really want to support. Mm -hmm. People really want to help. Yeah. Like, And so a lot of people within that first like three or four days, we had raised around $300, mm -hmm. which essentially for I like design on Squarespace or show it, I mm -hmm. don't love WordPress, but I'll do it if I have to. And then Wix. And so I was like, well, Squarespace is the easiest um, method for me to do all this right now with my mm. level of time commitment. So I was mm -hmm. like, fine, we'll do it. And I just started it and I was like, well, I might as well buy the domain. I might as well get the website going and then we'll have all the things that we need. And um, I literally found by putting that that webs or that post out on Facebook, I found people who were also trying to create lists and then like people who are already like, well, I tried this about a year ago. Um, Robin um, said that she was like, she was like, I already tried this, this a year ago with food because she had went to, I think, 
Durham, North Carolina, and she was looking for black-owned businesses in North Carolina, and she was like, wow, I can't find any. I wonder if we have something like that in Indianapolis, and we hadn't. So she was trying um, to put a list together, and then my um, other friend, Connor, she was putting together an air table of different types of black-owned businesses, right? Because like I said, we're, we love food, but that's not the only type of black-owned business. Right. We have dentists and lawyers and movers, manual laborers, so many different types of things. So she was starting that and she initially was like, this is my level of commitment. Like I have only so many hours because she also does a bunch of things for the community with Employee Indy. And then we were like, oh, this is great because like I can design this and you can organize this and she can do data entry and this other woman, Caitlin, can do copy. And I was like, yay, what a life. I don't have to do all these things by myself. Where there's a will, there's a way. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. People are interested. And really it's just, I would say it's just a, an attestment, I guess, an attestment to being connected with people and having conversations with people and networking with people in your community because I think once you create those bonds with people, you will have people who continue to um, support you and want to support you when they know like who you are and the character of your um, just projects, things like that. Yeah. The level of passion in your voice uh, took a notch up, and I love that. Uh, by the way, have you reached out to the Indianapolis Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, so I actually am an Indian Chamber of Commerce ambassador. Okay, good, So good, 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 good. I talk to them a lot, and we just had like our first kind of like social distancing gathering after so many months, and we were like, oh, we miss all of your faces. And it was like really sweet and cute, and Nameless actually catered, which was great, and it was at Tinker House, and we were just like it was good to kind of like fellowship and come back and like talk to people and tell people about it because they've all been really supportive too right. and um, one of the like the ambassador liaison Tony Neely she um, did diversity and inclusion before she was in the indie chamber for like five years or something like that right. but she is just like one of the greatest people I think as in terms of like allyship she's just like such a great example of someone who is inclusive and wants to make sure like everything is above board and wants to like think about all the ways that we could help people and if something might offend someone, how to run around that, you know, and like how to um, just avoid situations like that, which is like so cool. And I like appreciate her leadership in that type of role. Yeah. Oh man. So this has been quite a journey. Uh, the first jolt of lightning was this idea at first for the, the database, I'm assuming. Right. When, when did that occur? Like. Yeah, like June 1st, actually. So June okay. 1st, that's when I had the idea. <laughs> and then June 7th, the website was up. Oh, my. And then June 4th, nope, 7th, what? Three days, math, 10th, 11th, something like that. Yeah. Um, we had hit around 10,000 page views within the fourth day of it being up, which was wild. Like, I was just like, oh, that's... That's not a thing. I might have seen, like, I didn't see that correctly because I'm sleepy and sleep deprived. And then I opened it and I was like, oh, I did see this. What a life. That's fine. All these things I'm still doing. No big deal. And um, it was just really great to see that we had, like, support from our community. That's really the most important thing. You know what? Thank you. I, I agree. Um, and I loved hearing the enthusiasm in your voice. And I, I do. I mean, I. I hesitate to say this because if, if, if taken in a very short sound bite, this is going to sound terrible, but 
there's a silver lining for everything. Yeah. And I, and I really think that a lot of people are like, like we were talking about earlier, okay, this has my attention. Okay, how can we do better? Right. And I betcha there's even a lot of, um, there's a lot of people wanting to eye this list, not to be a part of the community, but how to support. Right. And uh, I, I, and I guarantee a lot of them are also fellow entrepreneurs. Too. Yeah. So that, that is the one thing in going through all this and, and talking uh, to a lot of entrepreneurs lately. Um, this is the tie that binds. I mean, uh, the people that have gone through this and are starting something knows the struggle. Yeah. And they also know that now having that community around them, uh, person of color or otherwise, is, is so strong and so needed. Yeah. So kudos for wanting to put that together. Um, love all that. Well, it, Man, we should have done this at the beginning. So, um, you're a business owner. You want to be a part of this, uh, you know, a small webinar. You want to talk to Asia. Where should they go? Yeah, so they can go to my website. Um, it's themomentsbetweenus.com. That's my photography and videography business. And then they will see a giant link that says, go to the course or learn from the course or something about a course mm -hmm. on there. Also, if they go to it immediately, it might say something about a course um, on a certain day and you have to make sure that it's for the right day because okay. um, there are obviously different schedule times just to help everyone kind of fit it into their schedule. I definitely didn't want to do all of them in the middle of the day and I want to do some in the evening too for people who kind of have more hectic schedules and be mindful of people with like extracurriculars and kids and things like that, but yeah. it'll have the schedule on there. Okay. Uh, last question, and this one's hopefully tough. What is the number one question you wish people would ask you on these webinars? On these webinars? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that is a tough question. Like, wow. like, like, but it's standing out like, I wish they would just ask this. Or like, is there something that they're afraid to ask? Is there something that they're missing? Is there something that you're like, if they would ask this, it would, it would like make a lot of things clearer or something of yeah. that nature. So I think the number one question that I think people should be asking on this webinar is how do I pull in my sphere of influence into something like this mm. because having conversations with other people that you're close with a lot of people don't love conflict I however am a conflict <laughs> a holic so I am like a moth to a flame I'm like oh you disagree absolutely let's have 17 conversations about it and then let's talk about it a little bit more and then maybe yes. let's like roll it over in our minds you need some sleep yes let's come back to it the next day and let's just talk about all the things mm. and a lot of people are like Oh, we have a conflict. I will see you next week, and um, right. I'm going to shut down. I'm going to run away and, and hide. And that's it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just <laughs> love conflict so much because I don't think all conflict is bad. No. I think conflict helps you grow. It challenges you. It pushes you, and it makes you something better than you were before. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. So like when people are like, I am doing this for myself, but like. Are you gifting this course to someone else? Right. Like, have you had those talks with your family at dinner, uh -huh. and y'all have a family business, and you know one of them are kind of like, ooh, ah, ooh, and you're like, ooh, what you just said made me cringe, but I'm trying to eat this turkey and gravy, so I don't want to deal. <laughs> like, you have to be there. You have to have those conversations and talk about those things because you have to be in spaces that people of color are not right. because we're not going to be there, and then when they go out into the world, mm -hmm. you're going to put them in a situation that's going to be a setup for 
uh, setback. And that is everything that you can do to just within your own sphere. So how do you branch into that conversation, right? And I think we cover that a good amount, really. But also, like, I want people to ask, like, how do I talk to people? How do I talk to people who I know need this course? How do I talk to people who I know would benefit from this, but I don't want to offend them either? There, you might have to offend them a little bit. Be like, hey, I'm taking this course. You want to take it with me? Because right. I remember um, that thing you said that other time, and it might not have been completely mm -hmm. um, the right thing to say. Right. And it's a little bit of encouragement with a little bit of like sternness, right? right? A little bit of encouragement with a little bit of get your act together. Accountability. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I, I think what you hit on was so refreshing in the sense that, like it just resonated with me so much. I argued so much with my mom yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was never seen I mean, we'd be screaming at each other, and then we'd go to bed. I'm like, I love you, Mom. She's like, I love you, too. Yeah. Because she made me a better thinker. Mm -hmm. And even when I even when I was possibly wrong in my youth, maybe, <laughs> um, hearing myself talk out loud was good. And, and getting and gleaning those lessons is good. And so I love the fact that you're like, oh, let's have 17 conversations around yes. it. It's so powerful. Absolutely. It's so powerful. So I, I commend you, um, one, on wanting to do two things. Set up um, great communities to help and support and know one another. And then also help great other entrepreneurs be better. Yeah. And things that they may have never considered or, or pondered but now they can. And then clearly, if you're listening to this, there's not a keyboard warrior bone in your body. Yeah. This is something that's going to be dealt with, with, like you said, that, what, what did you say? Love and sternness? Yeah, with love. A little bit of compassion and a little, little bit of accountability. Encouragement, right? Absolutely. Because it's definitely, it's not hard work, it's that it's hard work. And that's really important when people come say into these spaces. Say that again and pronounce the <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's not hard, hard work, work, it's heart work. Heart and work. Yes, it's yes. heart work. Yes. And that's really important, right? Because that's how you kind of cut through the space of where your intention and impact meet and where your perception comes across. I think I have a title for the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Asia on hard work and heart work. Yes. Um, I love that. Well, I sincerely appreciate you being on the show. We will make sure that we share all the links and yeah. everything else in the description. And um, yeah, A, if you're a local Indianapolis black-owned business, Asia wants to make sure you're in that database. And yeah. for those business owners that are out there, no matter whether you're from Indianapolis or San Francisco or Austin or Des Moines, yeah. Asia would like to, to guide you through this and, and make sure that uh, you can be where you need to be. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Appreciate you driving out here and uh, yeah. doing this. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs>